Hello and welcome to another episode of Yes, That Really Did Happen. This time we are going to explore more baseball lore and the strange Hollywood origins of a chewing gum named Big League Chew that as of April of 2023 had sold over 1 billion pouches of chewing gum. So, we all know that Big League Chew is something that could not be marketed today. The fact that it was created in the late 70s, early 80s, it was something only of that era. You're not going to market to little leaguers something that looks like a pouch of chewing tobacco. These days, most people don't even know what a pouch of chewing tobacco looks like, so it's still in business. But back then, all the big leaders chewed chewing tobacco. And there needed to be a healthy alternative that also made you as cool as those big leaguers, right? Because, hey, they're in Major League Baseball. Enter Big League Chew. But where did it come from? Why did I tell you that there were strange Hollywood origins? Let's delve into that a little bit. The idea for Big League Chew came from a left-handed pitcher by the name of Rob Nelson, a 13-year-old bat boy turned filmmaker by the name of Todd Field, and former New York Yankee all-star Jim Bowden, who was the pitching coach for a team called the Portland Mavericks. Currently, there is a Portland Mavericks based in Portland, Oregon. However... The Portland Mavericks we're referring to played from 73 through 77. At the time, they were the only non-affiliated team. They played single-A ball for the PWL. They were founded in 1973 by Bing Russell, a Hollywood actor, former minor league baseball player, and father to... Actor Kurt Russell. In 1973, he bought the rights to a single-A baseball team in Portland, Oregon, after the team that was there, who was a triple-A team, had moved to Seattle. Oh, I'm sorry. Had moved to Spokane. I got my cities, starting with S, messed up. So they moved to Spokane, and Bing Russell thought that Portland would support a baseball team. And he was right. Being an independent club, that meant he didn't participate in the Major League Baseball draft. So all the drafted players that the other minor league teams had coming out of college and whatnot, they weren't there. So how did he recruit his players well he placed an ad in something called the sporting news which was a weekly newspaper that was read by sports fans and players and everyone alike Um, it was really where you went to get all of your sports stats and everything more up to date sports illustrated that didn't come out as often as the sporting news the sporting news that had 
you know, box scores and details and things of that nature. So when he did this, he assembled a very interesting uh, group of players. Uh, Kurt Russell played for the first season. Players that had lost their chance, had washed out of the major leagues. They had come and play there. They really just were this collection of people who just wanted to play baseball. They only made $300 a month. And they played from 73 to 77. They were a good team because their team stayed together the entire season. Affiliated teams, with affiliated with AA, AAA, and Major League teams, they had players moving in and out, in and out all season. And what would happen is those teams would have a constant turnover rate. They would never coalesce as a team. And so the Mavericks would actually do pretty well until it got to the playoffs. And when it got to the playoffs, what happened? Well, they teams that had roster, open roster spots, they didn't take too kindly to an independent ball club beating them all the time. So they would bring people down to beat them in the playoffs because they weren't exactly popular amongst the old boys club of Major League Baseball. At the end, in 1977, Major League Baseball decided that, oh, we can have a baseball team in Portland. And so the Pacific Coast League AAA club expanded for the 78 season. And they added the new Portland Beavers team. And that forced the Mavericks to shut down because there couldn't be two minor league teams in a certain territory. The end result was a lawsuit was filed and the PCL had to pay Bing Russell $206,000 for taking over his, his territory. That's the story of the Portland Mavericks. When we get to Big League Chew, we had these three guys, Rob Nelson, Todd Field, Bill Meyer. They're hanging out in the bullpen. There's a lot of downtime during a baseball game, especially in a minor league game. So they started working out and deciding what to do about that and again they wanted a healthy version of chewing tobacco this led them to create this because they were paid so little they didn't have a kitchen to cook it in so they cooked it in the kitchen of todd field's mother remember he was the 13 year old bat boy and they went on to make this and ended up selling it to Wrigley in 1980. And the rest, as they say, is history. And all because a Hollywood actor wanted to hold and own a baseball team. That's the only reason Big League Chew exists. Because a Hollywood actor wanted to own a baseball team and did it. And did it in a very colorful and entertaining manner.
So that is the story of Big League Chew. It seems like this is going to be a shorter episode because there's not a whole lot left to talk about. But I do thank you all for listening. And tune in next time when I find another strange, obscure topic from history to discuss and to dissect and hopefully entertain you all a little bit. I really appreciate all of you listening. You have a great day.